Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Elite Bitcoin Holder Show. Today, we're going to explore when I was back in Las Vegas in February at Tone Base's unconfiscatable event. The great Thomas Hunt was interviewing me. Jimmy Song was on. He was talking a lot. There were some other people. It was a fun time. We could all meet in person and shake hands back then. Oh, what a time it was in Las Vegas. And we're talking about fake Toshi, McAfee at first. Uh, we're talking about the Stammy Awards that would come later that night. So you can't see the pictures that Thomas is holding up, but this is who we're talking about. Anyway, enjoy yourselves. Pound that like button. See ya. We're joined by Adam Meister. How's it going? Adam? Hi, Adam. Hey, dude. It's awesome to be here. Wow. We're talking about uh, the lifetime scandal. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a great uh, question. Dan Larimer. Uh, you could go with John McAfee. Uh, he's horrible. With, uh, Craig Wright, the alleged Mexicoshi. Or you okay. could go with Jen McCaleb from Ripple. All right. So obviously, Speller, hey, we're going to, yeah, we're going to, we're going to narrow it down here. Um, obviously, this guy runs a cult. So, all right. So, we're going to let Sarah and Tatiana leave. You guys have to come back, Sasha, and you have to bring back someone else too, okay? Bring back more people. And the more people, there you go. Careful, lots of cables, very dangerous. They're going to make it. All right, scoot over. All right, so you get your own microphone right. now. It's, it's, sausage, sausage, it's sausage best. It's yeah. Sausage says you read my We're mind. Back to the normal Bitcoin conference uh, here. Everyone, everyone home has stopped commenting on uh, things, so that's great. okay. But this We're is important. To to, it's really important to talk about this guy though, because still, I, I get, I still get, no, no, I still get questions about this guy. Like, oh, he said he's making this bold prediction. I'm like, why is anyone listening to this guy? He is crazy. He literally makes no sense. And what did this man do in Belize? That's that's a legitimate question. Well, why can't you, he go back to Belize? Why can't he go back to Belize? I I think I know why he can't go. go why he he cares about dogs more than humans? Is is whoa, that, I mean that that's somebody, something that's out there. Somebody watched the Netflix documentary I mean, Gringo, which is available on Netflix. Just but saying. again, that anyone ever believes a word that this man and puts him on a pedestal? But that's the, the weird. The mainstream crypto media loves big names like this. So he knows how to get their attention. That's called an appeal to authority. Well, so his only real scam is that he promoted some altcoins before mm -hmm. and like and he did it for money. Right? Coin like, of the day. Yeah. hundred thousand dollars per day. So he did it at least 10 times. That's a million dollars to promote random coins. I mean, there are people it is, that right. get paid a lot. That's a random coin. Sure. But so yeah, this was my pick. This, All right, this, Chris, right. Like, yeah, as far right. as effort put in, he put in the most effort into his scam. Yeah. What but, we like about him is he didn't make anything. He just copies well, other people things. Well, want to get the lifetime scam reward because he backdates so much as well. So he's not just living in the now scam. He's like making stuff. <laughs> yeah, future, past. Yeah. But I got Time a travel. I got a question for Jimmy about uh, this guy here. Do you think his uh, exit scam is going to be to get the BSV Satoshi coins? Yeah. That That'll be programmed uh, in there eventually. Well, so I think they'll hard fork, yeah. and then he'll say, "Well, like I'm the career didn't arrive or something. Let's just assign these coins to me, and then he'll just live off of that yeah. for the rest of his life." Oh yeah, it'll be a huge oh. win. And uh, and like I I think they're I like you one of my friends. Well, one of my friends thinks like this is gonna end up like Heaven's Gate style, right? Like. There, there are people that believe in this guy so much. It's unbelievable. I mean, there, like, I'm sure you've seen the Ryan X Charles video with the, you know, is he Jesus Christ thing? But like, like, there's a there's a serious like sort of brain disconnect when it comes to this guy, that I like that astounds me that people can believe some of the stuff that he's. No, but shouldn't it give you like a broader perspective on how humanity thinks? There are always going to be a certain percentage of people who want to get behind a bold, talking, strong man. I mean, that's... I mean, attacking the human brain in some way. Uh, it's like they're, they're basically... So he, he's figured out uh, from years of being a con man certain, uh, certain ways to hook people. And then once you get a hook into them, it's like a parasite that lives in your brain and expands. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's the best way to, I think, uh, describe, like, what's happened to a lot of these people. I mean, Daniel was a you know pretty rational guy. He was a the, big Bitcoin supporter. Yeah, yeah, Nakamoto Institute. 
articles, stuff like that. Like he he's uh, hyper Bitcoinization. I think was his word, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah. And all coins uh, are scam, scam, uh, are 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 snake oil, something like that. Sure, that that was a sure. classic yeah. article. Yeah. But like the way he talks about BSV and everything else is just like completely out there, right? And the way that BSV people talk about BSV is very much like a cult. Yes. So typically what happens uh, when when somebody's in a cult is that they have sort of like what they talk to outsiders about and then what they talk to insiders about. So the outside is sort of like the defense perimeter, right? Yeah. It's like, well, we don't know that he's not Satoshi, right? Like that that's sort of like the defense that they give. Um, but within, it's it's talking about like these weird things that Craig talks about, about how, you know, like, like you, you really can own databases or, you know, you can't, you can, uh, like he has a copyright or, or <laughs> like he's right because of these things. Like they don't necessarily defend any of that from the defense perimeter. Like usually the things that they talk to outsiders are about is, well, you need bigger blocks because you need lots more transactions per second. And, you know, you need to get rid of, you know, pay to script hash or something like that because it's not, it wasn't in the original client. So stuff that's like more rational sounding to outsiders, but internally it's getting completely off the rails. And that, that to me is very worrisome because this is exactly what happens to cults like, you know, Jim Jones Jim or whatever. Jones. Yeah. Like where, where yeah, people end up actually like killing themselves and stuff, you know, it's uh, like, well, and it, it has their, to be seriously on the line. They've probably put all their money in this. Uh -huh. They've seen it lose. They've seen it go up recently. Yeah. Uh, they're well in. Yeah. It's very difficult to admit you've been scammed as well. So these people, and that's what he relies so on. Yeah, they, well, just, they can't turn back because they, they defy your logic mm -hmm. you know, to get into that space. Well, I want to agree with what Jimmy said that he had prior scam experience. Mm -hmm. This guy's an organized, ready con man. It's not a shame or a bad thing to be fooled by him. He fools lots of people. That's what he does. That's his job. So when he rolls in here, he's already prepared with all these different levels of things. Yeah, and uh, and a lot of people honestly came into the Bitcoin space in that same way, right? Like, there were, I mean, uh, the fact that they've gone to altcoins, I think, is a blessing in disguise, right? Because they've all started their own ICO or token or marketing firm or something, right? Like where where they're providing, like, uh, you know, rent seeking services to people for for lots of tokens or something like that. Well, uh, how about this? I've heard a theory that Roger here was really the Pied Piper. And he intentionally led these bad people away from Bitcoin uh -huh. so that he could later come back and be a hero for ridding us oh, of all the snakes. That, that'd be a nice story. Isn't that, that a nice story? Yeah. Nice that, 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 that could only yeah. come from Roger. the mind of a, a fiction writer yeah. that wants the story to be true. Yeah, Roger, be a nice we're giving you a chance here. Yeah, that's, an opening. Yeah. that's an opening. He we're bringing him back. Yeah, 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 it's an opening. Gives him an opening. He said, yeah, this is what I was doing. Intended, he could take, pick it up and he could come back and be. I don't think so. Well, I mean, so I, if, if you I just want him to insult me on Twitter so I can be a millionaire. Come on, Roger. Make fun of me. Tell me I'm poor. Come on. <laughs> Any day now. Any day. Yeah. And no, he's he's uh, like if you've been paying attention to the IFP stuff on uh, BCH, it's so clear that he's just been lying over and over. Right. Like he he signs the agreement. He defends it for four days. And then all of a sudden he's like, I didn't sign the or I didn't mean them for to sign the agreement. Now that's for the 12 and a half percent yeah. fee, the miner's reward. kind now, of thing Now it's down to five. But, but yeah. here's the question, though. Do you agree with what he's what's coming out of his mouth now saying he does not want a split? He'll do anything to prevent a split of Bcash. I think it's too I late. Think it's I believe it will split. They, they, mm -hmm. It's too far ahead. But I, I do believe he is trying his hardest not to have it split because yeah, because it looks terrible for him. Yeah. He, he remembers what happened, right? <laughs> like, I, like I, I, lose last time. Like he, yeah. I mean, he he's gone through two splits now, and both times I think he kind of lost a lot. So. And his reputation keeps going down. The people, I mean, a lot of the pump and BSV was a lot of BCH people moving because they were like, what the hell? Like, uh, you know, he's not doing any of this stuff. And, he, uh, and they didn't like his dishonesty. So uh, in a sense, like his brand keeps getting tarnished and he's trying to recover whatever is left among the people that actually still respect him. So I, in a sense, uh, he's burning bridges like crazy. Um, I mean, like, it's kind of like trying to marry a divorced person at this point, right? Like, it's like, you've been divorced twice already. Do I, 
do I do I marry a twice divorced person? And they got like, kids yeah. and this family yeah. and that and family like, and this deal. You have a history of not keeping yeah. your marriage promise or contract, and you got sued for divorce as a result. Like, do you really want? Like, you know, that's kind of the situation a lot of BCHers kind of aren't in now. It's like, do I really want to keep going with this guy? And yeah, I mean, so it's kind would of you sad. would you welcome Roger back? No. Well, it's not. I don't know. It depends on what he says, he's right? A, he's like, a nice it, it, guy. He's a nice enough guy. Well, so the thing that I've uh, I realized about him is that um, he he has um, he thinks of himself as having been more influential in Bitcoin than he actually was. And you know, one of the things that he said in our debate on the cruise was, you know, I made Bitcoin what it is today. Whoa. And I will make Bitcoin Cash uh, that, or I, I, and I will do the same for Bitcoin Cash. He, he, he genuinely believes that the reason Bitcoin has value is because of all the marketing work that he did in 2012, 2013, 2014. And, um, and that's like, I don't, I, and I don't think that belief ever goes away from him because like that's kind of the person he is i i don't know maybe 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 something happens where that changes but like that that's his view is that he's the important part of whatever project and any project that has him will succeed because of him i, I think once you believe something like that you can't let it go it's a core yeah. part of his belief in his existence oh, of his identity yeah. yeah i mean really the rest of us i just think bitcoin is this great product and we all jumped on you know, you mm -hmm. programming me doing mm -hmm. videos you doing videos you wrapping every all these things. Bitcoin's just a great project. It doesn't matter if we did what we did. Bitcoin would go great because it's a great project. But every little bit helps. Everyone does help. Roger mm -hmm. definitely helped oh, going yeah. to those meetings, talking to people. The whole Eric Voorhees describing him as Bitcoin Jesus because he was surrounded by the children and he was teaching them Bitcoin. It's a beautiful image, this backyard barbecue and all the young people around Roger. And that was great. And that's a great idea. But yeah, that wasn't really the fuel. It's a great product. It's people are going to buy it anyway. I mean, people, chitty chitty bang bang child catcher than Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, he he to me like so when you have that sort of the mentality, it's it's like you said, very hard to let it let go of that identity. And the question is, would he be? Would he ever be willing to give up that identity and come back to Bitcoin? I don't know. I like I, I've seen a lot of people like that. Right. Like uh, there's a story I always tell about uh, the Amway woman. Right. Like there's a there's a woman that I read about that have been doing Amway for 40 years. OK. Amway for 40 years. Yeah, she didn't make Scientology. At that yeah, point. yeah. Yeah. I mean, she literally didn't make any money off of it, but she she believed in Whoa. everything about Amway. That was a part of our identity. She couldn't give it up. Most people that do Amway, they quit within a couple of years because they realize it's it's a pyramid scheme of some kind or MLM or whatever. And they go, OK, well, I'm not making money money off of this. And all I'm doing is paying out to these other people that are actually making money. Uh, so in, in a sense, like when you had that into embedded into your identity, it, it doesn't like it's very hard to let it go. So I mean, that's the position that I think a lot of honestly, B-cashers are in. A lot of BSV people in. The only thing that'll slap them back into reality is losing lots of money. There's two ways. There's winning and losing. Yeah. What they really want is a win. If uh -huh. they could just have a Pyrrhic victory and say, hey, we did it for the transactions or we did it for the block size. It's bigger now so we can claim victory and go back to work. Uh -huh. That would be great. But that's not going to happen. Well, There's never going to be any victories for them to celebrate. Sadly, I think it's going. I, I, I disagree, though, with their they keep on getting BSV kept on they keep on feeding them these little victories like, oh, now that's, it's the three. That's what you need. Yeah, and, and that's what Calvin's job is, I guess, uh, is is to keep on feeding. I guess he's the one manipulating the he likes price. all kinds of little things. Oh, oh! It's so easy. but it's no, like they keep on. It, it gives them this hope when they see these BSV pumps. They, they don't care about what's causing the pump. They're, oh, you see this? It's about to turn. He's about he's about to sell. He's about to sell his a million uh, Bitcoin that he really sure. has. It's oh, a, yeah, yeah. So they do keep on getting these little prods and little uh, reassurances. So they're Bcash doesn't give that out anymore, which is 
well, that's they're real. I mean, they're not they're not trying to fake it. Uh, what they're doing, they don't they don't have someone manipulating it. Behind well, I mean, the scenes. they they do do that. It's it's usually in the payments realm. Oh, look at all these Australian people in this one tiny. Oh yes, yes, that like event that. in Northern Australia. Yeah, yeah. and that, uh, that that's epic. always been sort of like Rogers hook. Oh, look at how many merchants are accepting it and stuff like that. It doesn't really understand the economics of it. Well, it's always you. been a chicken and egg. You can have lots of merchants, but no one's spending any money. Well, so matter, I mean, so. the thing is, you you have to understand the quality of the merchant. If they're just taking your money and converting it to dollars, you just sold some Bitcoin. That's it's all you've done. That's it. So um, in, a, in a sense, like he he's uh, he's like fixated on that narrative, too, because that, too, is a large part of his identity. I mean, like uh, there was someone that was telling me, like, he used to go out to dinner with Roger back in like 2013, 2014. Every single time he would be like, do you take Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah, right. Like yeah. that. That was his thing was sure. getting merchants to adopt it. And that was. I think how he thought he was contributing value to Bitcoin was by getting merchants to adopt it when all evidence says that that doesn't matter, right? Like, in fact, a lot of merchants stopped taking Bitcoin and Bitcoin yes. price went up. Um, um, the, the best result I always thought on that was at the Bitcoin bull, BitPay did what I always said. They went door to door with teams of people uh -huh. and they got these businesses to all take Bitcoin. Then they never came back. Yeah, They didn't say, oh, Monday night's pizza night. We're going there. Tuesday night, we're going to the cafe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone, call up your friends. We need yeah. to be using this at the cafe. They need to, because otherwise the tablet gathers dust. The employee who's trained works somewhere else. Yeah. And then pretty soon, the only Bitcoin they take is that sticker on the door. And yeah. they're on the coin map, but you can't actually use it there. And that's the, the sad story of merchant adoption done right by pros. You know, all the resources, finances you can need. If there's not demand for people to use it, it doesn't matter if you're accepting it. Economics, right? Yeah, and and that that was the tragedy of that whole like, and this is why BitPay like is on the Bitcoin Cash bandwagon is because it makes them like uh, it makes them important in that thing, right? Like, <clears throat> I think Roger realized at some point, like, okay, if this is the way Bitcoin's gonna go, I'm not like at least emotionally, I'm not gonna be very important in this community. And, uh, and again, you could just take your massive retirement fund and go sit on the beach and have a nice time or show up to conferences. But, but it's important I mean, for him to be important, right? Yeah, right yeah. Now. It's more than what he already got all the money that he wanted. He wanted something more. So he had to That's have it. his way no matter what. And he got his way. And we'll see how it goes. Jesus, they, they, Jesus, there's only one. And so Roger Burke. Maybe he felt he had to go through the entire kind of life cycle of the Jesus of being accepted and rejected and crucified <laughs> and so forth. Whole I new mean, biblical he, level well, there, man. I mean, they call him Judas now. I mean, all the all the words are on the table. Do you We're talking think, Bible. though, that, that he really believed this guy was Satoshi? Do you yeah. think he really believed that? Well, so his mental thing is he'll believe what he needs to believe okay, to be the, who he wants to be. That's beautiful. Right? That's and and, uh, and he, he believed that Craig was Satoshi because it was convenient, right? For a That's lot a of those point. people, like uh, rationality is a tool or it, it's Dude. a lot of people that are political are the same yeah. way, right? Like as soon as they hear an issue, they're waiting to figure out which side their candidate is on so they can go defend it. Yeah. It's not about thinking through things rationally. And that's exactly like, you know, he ran for office at one point, right? Like this was is young. Yeah. There, there are people that think this way. They tend to become politicians for that reason, because uh, they can defend whatever argument that they're whatever side that they need to in order to do that. And they don't really have. Uh, sort of like real belief per se. It's That's, he he believed that so, uh, because it was helped him. It was it was it convenient. Yeah. Exactly. Well, if we're going to psychoanalyze Roger Ver, going back to that initial case, what I understand is that he had a business selling fireworks. Uh -huh. That's fine. You're selling fireworks, firecrackers. There's lots of rules, right? But he was storing the fireworks in his apartment, uh -huh. and his apartment was connected to other people's apartments. So if his fireworks from his business exploded it would kill other people. Mm -hmm. So the government comes in and they say, no, you can't store fireworks in your house. This is illegal. He gets in a fight and he has to go to jail for that. And from then on, he's mad and angry against the government. But really it's about, he kind of violated the non-aggression principles. By having lots of fireworks in your house, you make other people unsafe. That's not fair. Like he should have had a whole private separate residence where the explosion wouldn't have damaged anyone 
or followed the fireworks selling rules and guidelines or whatever. That's what that's my basic understanding. Yeah, he, he's uh what he's what I would call not like a true libertarian, like arriving at that from sort of rational level. Mm. He he arrived at that from a more emotional was level, like you said. Yes, right. Because he yeah. got screwed over by the government. Now this is the ideology that I believe that that justifies my being angry at it them. It does. And he's and, very angry. It's a very part of that. Maybe yeah. Bitcoin didn't make him angry anymore. We were mm -hmm. too successful and too happy. And he's <laughs> like, I need something new to aggravate me. I need an enemy. So it brought, it brought you to, you know, maybe his emotion led mm -hmm. to the, the belief or let me you know, believe about Craig White being social. Mm -hmm. What about John Matonis and, uh, and Gavin Anderson? There was a trick. There was some trick there, wasn't there? He, he was the the shot thing. I think was what. So he did one round of shot and then signed it, and that that was basically from like one of the early blocks or something like. That. Which, uh, which Gavin, I I don't think he checked as he should have, and if you know about Gavin, <clears throat> you actually know that he's not that great a coder and actually kind of sloppy, much like Jeff Garzik and Mike Kern. So um, I I'm not surprised that he got fooled in that way because he probably wasn't like you know rigorous in his checking that he it, should it have didn't been. sound like the li the laptop was absolutely factory new no. and it also yeah. didn't sound like the wi-fi network was absolutely trusted uh -huh. so there's like multiple places where you could have just inserted a man in the middle computer that gives you the results you need to prove whatever you need to prove instead of calling the function signature a variable which was dollar signature which you already had free program in uh, there you go yeah, I mean, uh, again the, the guy change, is like so committed to scamming right yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but but that that that's how how i would explain him john mentonis also seems kind of like a political guy right he was with uh bitcoin foundation very early and stuff and uh, a lot of political types again have that sort of mentality where rationality is a tool to justify what they want to believe and not a way to discover truth right and that uh, and that that's a that's not a good way to live right well, like that, that it, happens it makes with history and yeah. science if you seek to fulfill your hypothesis or you seek to write your history book a certain way mm -hmm. you'll ignore the evidence or you'll weigh it differently because of your pre-chosen belief and that's mm -hmm. what good disciplines teach you not to do they teach you to go out and explore and the results are the results and you gotta you know even if it ruins your theory you got to put the true results. Yeah, and, and that's that's integrity. Right? And it's 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 a virtue for a reason. And it's it's one of those things where um, if you don't have it, you really can't trust anything that comes out of that person's mouth because they will defend anything. Right. Like they'll they'll say anything they'll, uh, in order to get you to believe it. And this is why people don't trust salesmen, because they are often like that. And they they'll use any tactic in order to get you to believe whatever it is that it, they, you don't know what, what it is that, uh, what, and, and you can't trust their information. Yeah. So I, John Matonis, I think definitely falls Look in that question. Same category. People are saying stuff there. Conviction. People have conviction. Pound that like button. There All right. <laughs> well, this is okay. 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 People can ask questions there. Yeah. Do, do, do a chat people. Yeah. 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 Let's go over more yeah. of the, which words were covered so far. Yeah, I think we've done these. Done these. Oh, I did. We did all. No, what? This is scammer of the year. This one's oh, I think, of the year. Oh, right. Of the year. Right is also the nominated. Lifetime versus of the year. Okay. Uh, of the year. No, I know who should win of the year. It shouldn't be him. This is lifetime. Okay, so it, we got uh, Craig Wright. Well, talked about him a lot. Let's. let I, I don't, don't know who that one is. Um, someone that both of us had on our show before. Oh, no, 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 yeah, the, the fake Satoshi guy. Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on, let's talk about this guy. Because he's been Richard, on both our shows Richard before. Uh, in the past. And the final one is Justin, Justin Sun from Tron. This is a really tough category. Scammer no, no, of the easy. year. It, but you want to talk about Richard Hart from Hex. Well, he has to win. He, he, he said the biggest thing of the of the last year. Okay, so lay it out. What, what now, scam did they do? I mean, he made up uh, his own coin that he was right. going to give away for free. Yeah. But then at the same time, he was selling it for Ethereum to people. So I say the people scammed themselves that gave him Ethereum, okay? But you could have gotten the thing for free. But it, it's, it's, it's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous well, project. They also scammed themselves if they had low information on Richard Hart. He's been around yeah, the community exactly. for a long time. A lot of people, I think, knew that he's allegedly Richard Schuler, the scam king, and that he used to send out lots of spam mail back in the 90s. And that's how he made his money, essentially scamming people, selling them fake products through spam, which he thought was fine, which again, from a libertarian perspective, sometimes 
you know, you can take advantage of people and victims and it's their fault for being suckers. So in a lot of ways, he made a lot of sucker money once. Then he came into this hex thing. And it seems like he oh, made a lot great. of sucker he's money again. Much like, he, right, I, I want to point out something with him yeah. about, you know, people not having enough information on him. Right. Now, a, a personal responsibility is a new counterculture. OK, people, you got to find out on your own. But there were a lot of people in our space that have shows, uh, they have podcasts that they knew exactly what he is. And they let him on the show again to talk about this stuff Now we had him on Astros long ago sure. before he was into this. It yeah. was we didn't know all that stuff. He was he loved Bitcoin. It was great, whatever. But. A lot of time has passed since then. He has exposed himself many, many times yet. And then he starts talking about this thing and everybody and everybody's got to have him on, on their darn show. It's a mistake. Yeah. Like, and it was, it was so illegit. Well, a it lot was, of people are chasing the views. They yeah, want to exactly. get a lot of views, a lot exactly. of controversy. But if you're, if you're great bringing at marketing him up, stuff. he's great, he's at, great at talking. A lot of these, just by being in the conversation, him and say Giacomo, him and McCormick or whatever. Yeah. By being in the conversation, they elevate Richard Hart. Exactly. He's a great talker. A lot right. of times he kicks their butt rhetorically. Yep. Even if he doesn't have the facts on his side. Exactly. He lies, and um, just by being in the conversation, I think he wins. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Between, you know, shutting down the platform and getting someone to speak because you're, you want them to trip up on themselves and for other people to see what happens. Now, well, that's based on the optimistic idea that people will actually change their mind if you give them evidence. No. That's, Sadly, that if they're doesn't. just rooting team hex or whatever they could watch the same video and see the same slip-ups but see him as talented for dealing with a tough situation yeah, so, i mean th those were akin to political debates right it, it it doesn't do anything to change anyone's mind the thing that i would like to point out about why he should win scammer of the year is that he ran a super long con right it's it's a four-year con something like that even longer than eos yeah i mean it's it's a very it, and it took a long time for him to set this up he had, like he came on uh your shows and and things like that early as a way to get credibility and then draw viewers to his channel and then he grew that audience for a long time and then finally it culminated in hex um, it's and beautiful. It's yeah, like a, yeah. a beautiful well, I mean, scam, right? I, I don't know I, if I would say it's beautiful. Like a, it just a, took a lot of dedication. It's like a pyramid. It has all these pieces. They fit together. Yeah. Only a genius could build something. Well, like well this. so again, it's it's uh, this is the sad tragedy of a, a lot of these scammers is that, you know, they put so much effort, time and money into scamming that if they put into any productive endeavor, we'd all be much better off. But instead, they'd rather take money through violence. And like through through uh, through trickery, through scamming, through fraud, and and that to me is the real tragedy. Is that you know I mean like they're they're essentially trying to steal money from other people instead of creating value on their own. I suppose the thing is like it, the you know stock market's a zero sum game. Someone mm -hmm. someone wins, someone loses all the time. And I suppose these people justify it by being like, well, you know, at the end of the day, someone's always got to win and someone's got to lose. So. Yeah, like, I might well, so that, that's a very static uh, sort of like socialist view of money, right? If somebody loses, someone has to win. The thing about like uh, economics is that if you're creating a new good or product, right, you're you're always adding to civilization in some way that if people want if I if I make a new widget, right, like I, if I'm able to make a new phone for five dollars, right, like that's as good as an iPhone that adds benefit to everyone. Right. Because people can buy it for a lot cheaper and it hurts Apple because now 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 they can't sell it for a thousand dollars or whatever. But it, it, it adds value to everybody else. And on net, because the cost of iPhones have gone down now, now people can use it for all sorts of other things and and make new products off of that or think of new use cases that they couldn't think of before. But, um, you know, when, when you scam or, you know, cause violence or take money from other people through taxes or inflation or outright theft or scamming or whatever, what you're doing is really kind of almost negative some because in the theft itself, you're 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 um, you caused, uh, you know, more uh, in order to prevent it. You cause people to spend more in order for security and all that stuff. Uh, you're you're also, um, you know, like not putting in productive capacity. So you always grow the pie when you're creating goods and services, mm -hmm. but you're shrinking the pie slightly, at least uh, on net, even uh, as as you scam and, and so on. So if, if they had just done nothing, it would be neutral. But yeah. They're actually causing us to lose. Yeah. And I think this goes well towards yeah. the next scammer of the year. who It says I right hear Jorg Molt, who is pretty interesting. He has kind of a 
mad Bitcoins like hat on here. <laughs> and uh, as I recall, his main claim to fame is that he had a picture with Andreas Antonopoulos. And based on this picture, he was reporting himself as Satoshi because only Satoshi could have a picture with Andreas Antonopoulos, as you know. I just am amazed that people can fall for this again, especially so so soon Has as anyone Toshi. actually. No, people believe that people were asking me. He had a team of business me. people that worked with him that were collecting money and other things because naturally, if I told you I was working with the real Satoshi, you would want to invest in my company, right? Like right here, right now, $100,000 into my company. Um, and yeah, I'm flying around making speeches to promote the work of the real Satoshi. I mean, I work right with him. You know, hand in hand. This is a bigger question. Like I get, we see these people popping up again and again, and people believe it every time. Why do people fall for this stuff? The same lies that are tied, told over and over again in this space. I get the same question. Oh, I heard this guy out of Europe now says he's a Satoshi. Is he the real? I'm like, come on, dude. You've heard this last year with the guy out of Australia. I mean, it's it's the same thing over and over again. It's a regional scam. You can run it. Well, but but at the same, you just need someone that speaks another language. And then they ask about uh, what's the uh, this the the mining called the uh, 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 no no just the oh god uh, no 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 the special mining the uh, citadel no 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 that's gonna change. Oh God! It's going to quantum mechanics. Quantum, quantum, quantum. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. I get the quantum question every month or so. Like, oh, I heard this because someone comes out with a new quantum article yes. every yeah. every month, and it freaks people out. They keep they falling like the for idea of people again. breaking Bitcoin. Yeah. It's exciting. So, so there, there's it, always yeah. like a portion of the population that will fall for that because their their brains are hardwired a, a certain way. Where like they they want to at some level believe that they know something that other people mm, and like yeah, it's, it's yeah. a psychological. Um, so you're you're always gonna have scammers like that. Other people, you know, I mean, like rationality or critical thinking is just not that important to them, and, and they, they don't teach it anymore people, either. They yeah. don't teach it in school. They don't train. No, kids. I, I, like philosophy like, and things like that are enormously practically useful. It, it's just it's just like not really taught the right way anymore. And, uh, you know, oh, it's whatever your own truth is, right? Like, and, uh, you know, I mean, we were, we were talking about religion earlier, but a lot of a, a lot of what gets missing once you have sort of like the um, sort of the default atheist sort of like morality that that is sort of like taken as the standard is that, well, you make your own truth, right? Like beauty and truth don't exist. So therefore, like, you you can believe whatever you want and this justifies people believing whatever they want to believe and like using rationality as a justification of what they want to believe instead of a tool to discover truth and those are very very different ways to use, use your brain one ends in tragedy one ends in enlightenment so the ultimate postmodernism is this guy with his hat pretending to be Satoshi, because he knows Andrew. Yeah, it's it's only available in a a society and civilization that uh, that doesn't think that there's rational truth. So that's. Well, we already talked about Craig Wright more than enough. Oh yeah, no, we've yeah. got the rational truth of him. Oh, that's interesting this guy? guy. This is an interesting story. Justin Sun from Tron, nominated for Scammer of the Year. Um, recently, Tron raised a lot of money. Then they bought the company BitTorrent, not Bram Cohen, the guy who invented BitTorrent. He doesn't like Tron at all, says he mutes and blocks anyone that mentions it to him. Uh, later on, Tron recently bought the company Steemit. Pretty interesting. I thought it was a decentralized blockchain company. Oh, uh, we talked about that a little. But then there's a whole new ripple in Tron, to use a fun word, uh, where Tron is leaving the Ethereum, being a token on Ethereum, and is going to become a liquid token on Bitcoin. This has caused a lot of Bitcoiners to suddenly start supporting tron at least on the face it seems like they're supporting tron but maybe it's, it's just a big joke. a joke and then we have to talk about whether or not that joke's funny so adam it's, what do you think should we all stop uh, supporting bitcoin and ethereum and should we start supporting tron and again this is also he successfully stole the name from the disney company i know that's, this is a huge balls like if i thought i could steal the name mickey mouse i would be naming my broadcast thing mickey mouse tomorrow like it's a great name recognition it's a uh, 
endless copyright they expand the copyright i think marijuana um distributors also kind of steal names for that reason right they have like interesting names for like strands of weed uh that's based on stuff that people actually well the the crazy part about that is there's strands of weed now like the 311 the band has Uh a song called amber and they sell a strain called amber yeah and it has the logo of the band on it and everything it's just bizarre the level of getting to it mike tyson having a ranch if you have the money you can go smoke with mike wow it would be both terrifying and (laughs) just don't know mainly terrifying well well, let's let's talk about this dude though so he's i like his new gimmick it's like i'm buying distressed assets with the money that i'm printing out of thin air that's pretty cool and i think it's pretty it is pretty cool i'm not calling him a scam or anything like that i think it's uh it's, it's innovative it's getting a lot of people excited um, the, I also you know, like the thing where he takes pictures with social media influencers and it's kind of like he buys them. He's like, you support my project now. You support my project now because he has the money to travel there and to get the picture, which proves yeah. that they support him. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was with Warren Buffett, Buffett. But, but you Buffett. asked him. Kobe Bryant, I think. Oh, oh, rest rest in peace. That's if, legendary if, if you think it, the question is, is the Tron thing a joke or not? Or is, is it a funny joke? So Udi basically started it. This Udi. Right. Udi did it to trigger Ethereum people? Ethereum people don't like uh, Tron apparently. So if you say Tron is the best thing, Ethereum people get angry, and and then people just took it to a whole new level. So it was funny at first, but I think it got, I think it got, I think it jumped the shark. I see, think the Tron thing now, on Twitter I think it's jumped funny the shark. if Udi does it because I know he's kind of a troll, right? Oh, but yeah. then when I see Adam back taking a picture with the Tron guy, I'm starting to wonder like, are they doing anything to get these liquid assets? Do they somehow benefit from their more assets on liquid? Is there like a reason? Well, so the, the reason behind like, I think Tron on liquid, at least from a technical level, is that running these blockchains is actually very, very difficult. It's a huge IT cost for any exchange, right? So you can, you can run Tron, have the Tron token and like uh, trade it that way. It's expensive, it's, it's hard. You put it on liquid and have the Tron Foundation back it. Now you don't have to run the blockchain anymore. You reduce the cost for those people. So that's ostensibly why he wants people like these altcoins and shitcoins on uh, on liquid, so that it's actually easier for and like and make it very clear. Okay, it's a centralized shitcoin because there's a foundation backing it, obviously. But if you want like instant transfers, you don't have to. It reduces cost for all these exchanges and stuff like that. It makes sense. Um, well, and I know you talked about this years ago mm-hmm. that when the Bcash fork happened, all the exchanges were forced to use their engineering resources at last minute yeah. to prepare for this work, either offering it, not offering it, splitting it, not right. splitting it, putting a line on your page says, don't send Bitcoin cash to this address. Right. Yeah. Even <laughs> that alone, like yeah. engineering resources were forced, forced spent. If yeah. you want to do marketing or something else, you can't do it. You have to do that. So yeah, this yeah. Would be so better they, for them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think that's uh, probably the direction that he wants it to go in and ultimately causing the demise of these because, oh, it's just an asset that really has no pegging to anything in reality. It's just some blockchain is running somewhere and apparently has my money. But yeah, I mean, like like it, it's it's to make it like more transparently a trading thingy than it already is because like most people that own tron just own it on an exchange they, they have no yeah, idea to unlock the power of tokens what's the utility meant to be what's the, what's the purpose i think what it's supposed it to it's it's supposed to be an ethereum competitor yeah. uh, you should be able to launch yeah, launch, coins. launch coins on it and uh, i i think that's totally done over and done with I, like no one's really launching coins i've anymore. got a question about ethereum for the, oh. for the panel here uh, because you said Tron is an Ethereum competitor. There are a few different ones trying to be Ethereum. I think, and people disagree with me on this, I think Ethereum is the next Ethereum. I don't think anyone is going to be able to be the next Ethereum uh, and, and overtake it. And I think it's going to stick around too, even well, though so Ethereum, it does its own thing. Ethereum isn't what Ethereum was, right? Like, so they, they, started, as, they, they started out as Coda's Law smart contract platform. Then yeah. they pivoted to... You know, a platform to launch tokens, then they pivoted yeah. to a platform to launch like non fungible assets or uh, like crypto kitties and stuff like that. Then they fun- uh, they pivoted to DeFi, DeFi and stuff like that. Yeah. Now they're pivoting again to store of value. So, like, in a sense, like, wh- which Ethereum do you mean? Like, right? Like, all of these platforms, I think, are trying to go after the ICO and non fungible market. Um, is it not a pivot, but more an, an evolution of the, of the technology? Like with 
internet like you know you, you, you first started off just for sending mail but it's not that it's a pivot but it's just another another avenue that's open uh, I mean, they spend a lot of marketing money on this stuff, right? From the Ethereum Foundation and stuff. So it, it's uh, it, those two are not really distinguishable. Yeah, it could have done it like pretty early too, but it's it's whatever. Seem it's kind of like what you were saying about like a little bit, little small wins that you give to the community. Yep. This this is their small win every time they pivot is oh look we're this now oh look we're this now and look we're we're way more innovative than Bitcoin because we're doing these complicated well, smart they, contracts that you can they set the trend of the month DeFi is now the trend or the trend of the year DeFi is the big thing they sent the send the and that that helps well, and, and that's where, I think they're the going to remain they number two the idea of the young wunderkind founder yes. yep. the genius that we could all look to who did all the work himself. No one else helped him. He, this all came from one man, the one genius. Well, I, that, that was an archetype already in Silicon Valley after Mark Zuckerberg and many others. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and they wanted to, to fail, right? Well, and the they Uber wanted to going up and down. I mean, no, no. These, uh, we work going up and down. I mean, these singular genius inventors giving them all the money up front, expecting yeah. profits I, I, later. In, in that way, Steve Jobs has uh, served as a very bad example for everybody else because everyone's looking for the next Steve Jobs. Yeah. When in fact he's like once in a generation kind of person. But there are a lot of people that can pretend. Yeah, kind yeah. of a jerk. Well, you said that archetype was uh, set in Silicon Valley, and you're absolutely correct. And because of that, those people in Silicon Valley they love uh, they love uh, the town, and I yeah. think that's why Ethereum is going to be able to stay it's what it is. A religious thing. They're yeah. set up to believe John the Baptist is the one, and John the Baptist showed up, and they're like, "Hey, because go, eh? Bitcoin does not have that figure." So next one down is Ethereum. They have that guy. They will stay number two. I don't care what gimmick they come up with next i, I really they they're loved by they're loved by a lot of smart people from silicon valley for some reason well, well, again silicon valley people especially vcs they they too use rationality as a way to rationalize what they want to believe they're rather trying than to true. avoid risk right they're like the guys that make the movies sequels remakes comic book movies less risk no so well they, they want risk sequel, in a, in a good way a, though well they want good risk they want they, exposure to yeah so upside. they what they um there was a really good tweet uh, a little bit ago about like how what silicon valley uh vcs think they're doing which is they they're really really they think they're really really good at finding undervalued companies and they really think that uh they're they're extremely good at identifying new trends or something like that when in fact what they're actually doing is piling onto other ones that other people have found or paying way too much for projects in order to get in on a deal. So uh, that's, I think, a much bigger, uh, like they want to believe themselves to be smart. So they 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 are forced to believe, okay, I, I see something about Ethereum. I, like, and, and these are really smart people. That's the thing is, is they, but they're using their rationality in kind of this weird way uh, of justifying what they want to believe rather than to seek out the truth. And Again, this is what got me in the conversation is, you know, that that's the basis of uh, that has to be the basis of your belief. If you want to have success, I think in any other world that that just it, it's it, it's a path to destruction. Right? There's probably an element of like, putting you know, their money into Ethereum based projects and uh -huh. kind of doing their research uh -huh. and being like, oh, you know, well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this my investment in Ethereum work. I'm uh -huh. saving it even more and you know defining my logic as to why it will work yeah this happens a lot in academia actually like uh, a lot of people like after they publish a paper there'll be rebuttals right like it's like oh you're wrong about this this and this and they use all of their creativity to defend themselves on why why their critics were actually wrong right you see a lot of writers do the same thing as well and it that's again using your rationality to justify what you want to believe which is that you are correct rather than seeking out the actual truth and and this is uh this is a very difficult virtue guys and um the hum human nature tends to want to like believe certain things and you uh you let what your dreams are control what you believe about reality and yeah. that's that's I could believe I can fly but that's not going to make me fly right but it, it feels good to believe things people yeah. like that Remember, yeah. Socrates said, the truth is knowing that you know nothing. <laughs> but that was not at all satisfactory to anyone. And they later killed him for uh, polluting the minds of the youth of Athens. 
But knowing that you know nothing is not valuable. It doesn't feel good, but it is true. Mm-hmm. But believing in something, having a one thing and saying that's the truth, whether it's you know any number of these rigid beliefs that people have, that's satisfying because you know, you know the truth. Yeah, and, and believing that you know the truth, that you're right, that you're important, that you have some secret that other people don't have, that uh, that you're some in, in some way special is something that everyone craves. So in, in a yeah. sense, they're letting their emotional needs dictate their thoughts. And that's that's not a good place to be in, guys. And that, yeah. I, I've got a question for the panel that's somewhat related. Uh, we were just talking about DeFi, Ethereum, et cetera, et cetera. Do you guys think the DeFi craze and pump will be bigger than the ICO one? No, I think it's dying already. No? No, I'm afraid in general that all the altcoins are going to follow Bitcoin back up. So if Bitcoin makes a big move, all these other things make a big move, regardless of what they are, not because they're good or bad, but just because they're yeah, following the leader. Yeah. yeah, new money, then they make the money on Bitcoin, then they put it somewhere else. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to predict the next mania because I that was the big one. ICO was the the most ridiculous one during the uh, 2017 pump, and I think this DeFi thing might be the thing. I so, what, so what can we buy? Are piling what in. are the leaders in the early DeFi? Oh, I have no, I, I don't All know. Need Thank is the names. Lord. It doesn't matter. I anymore. know people that can tell you about uh-huh. it and stuff. I hear so these are really complicated financial derivative products. And most of them act in some way, shape or form like a central central bank. Yeah. And they, they use those tools. So it's it's not an easy one for people to get into. You could right? throw money at it. You well, just, you could you could yeah, buy the easily. token usually, yeah. like MakerDAO. You can buy that token, and depending on like, it sounds like we've gone pretty far down from be your own bank to be your own central bank. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, ever, that's I never that's wanted to be one of those. Well, that's what every altcoin is: is be your own central bank, be your own printer of money, or whatever. And uh, <laughs> and you know, Justin Sun being one of them. Yeah. Uh, the, the the whole idea though behind DeFi is complex derivative products so you could bet on more or less anything and uh and these are not secure (laughs) and they're they're done in a way that's really complicated so i mean you could it'll be as popular as say like options are now there are options traders lots of them but like the regular man on the street they don't really get into options per se they get into more stocks or something like that that they can actually understand like like futures, options, like derivative products off of those, you know, CDPs and, uh, you know, all, all kinds of, those are way too complicated. And that that's why I think DeFi is not like, it's it's not that there, um, there, won't, there wouldn't be a proliferation of them if there was demand. It's just too hard for people to understand. ICO was like, kind of like, oh, okay, you buy this token number go up. And, you know, that, that was the idea. Like with DeFi, it's like, well, you can lock up your Ethereum and then get a loan in dollars, and then you may be able to pay it back for cheaper when Ethereum goes up. So, like the value prop is like really difficult to kind of explain, uh, and I, I don't think uh, people will necessarily like. That doesn't seem like an easy way to, like, for scammers, you need like an easy hook. Here's how you're gonna make money. Right. Like, and I, I don't think that exists Dr. with Dr. Ruja is going to double your coins by November. Yeah. I, this Done. is this is why, like, Richard Hart yeah. was so adamantly saying every single time that, that he was on TV or, or any channel, they have they will risklessly make seven, 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 600 yeah. times their money in one uh, year. Right. Like, because yeah. it, it was that's the ultimate message that he wanted to get out. And yeah. that's what everyone wanted to believe in order for them to make money is uh, is that they will be a millionaire by next year because they put like you know two hundred dollars in uh, in hex or something like that and that that's what they wanted to believe and and you know that it's it's kind of sad but it's how p- people buy lottery tickets too right it's like you know or, uh, buy gambling. we're right here in las vegas all, yeah. the, Perfect. all the odds are clearly against you but yet you gamble anyway yeah right. yeah and like pe- everyone believes that they're really good at poker even if they're not right like <laughs> this is this is what they want to believe and therefore so, they, so we they have do. the poker tournament is coming up tonight it's tomorrow tomorrow jimmy will you be participating no i'm 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 uh oh. i'm going back home tonight you're on the no, no, no. i table. knocked out doug polk i came yeah. in like 13 that was go. it yeah so that that was off the bucket list, but I still feel bad because it was Ace Jack. I had Ace Jack, he had Ace King suited, uh, and I still beat him. Oh yeah, he's got a good hand there, Ace King. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Suited, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I was on the same table and I 
and I beat in the first hand I, I beat over then after that. Like, All yeah. downhill. Yeah. I, it was it was a fun tournament, but I, I don't think I could justify spending like eight hours at a table. Oh, God, my yeah, I mean, and, like, and you were incredibly focused, too. I said you had the poker face. Yeah. You're like locked in. Well, I mean, that's kind of my style of playing. And I yeah. think it comes from being an engineer. You just wait, nice. wait, 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 ah, wait, wait. Ah, and ah. then like you have like a moment of crisis mm. where you have to make a move and then you do it. And then you wait, 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 wait. It's I, uh, as they say, hours of boredom, seconds of terror. Ah. Yeah, I kept trying to get good cards. The good cards never came. I survived, though. I think I got to play with uh, Phil Lack and Jennifer Tilly for a little bit. That was pretty amazing. But uh, yeah, I was I, out. the, the thing about no poker, cards, especially yeah. when the blinds are going up, like you're forced to make a move at a certain point. So it. you you kind of it got tighter and tighter and tighter. And yeah. soon I was out of space. So. Yeah. 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 And if you get good cards, then you have to take advantage of it. So it, it gets to be this weird thing. So so even though if you're not going to participate, Who's going to win? Who's your odds on favor? We got Tone, I think Phil Lack, Jennifer Tilly, Doug Polk might be coming back. A lot of professional. I, I would say one of the pro, uh, professional poker players because. Not Tone Adam Meister, not the man out of left field. So, no, no, never no, I'm not playing. Never so the thing played. about Tone last year was he sucked out like five times. He should have been knocked out yeah, at like 50th play, but he. He he beat like 80, 20 odds. There's a lot, also a lot of head hunting. I think people wanted to get you and Tone out. There's a bounty or some system. So you well, could actually, you could, I, I had a decent amount of chips and people kept going all in on me where I was in the big blind and it was like only a little bit more to call them. So I had to call with trash sometimes yeah, yeah. and I beat, I, I sucked uh, out on those. So it was like, okay, well, I can't really do much, but sorry. Um, but I mean, it was just rational to do. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the game and I like the game theory aspect of it. And that's really, I think, the only way to play it. But yeah, it's it's one of those things kind of like I, I think the line I heard was uh, sex and poker. Everyone thinks they're good at it, but can't be the true. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do we got? What do we got on the agenda here? Well, it'll be great to see who wins the awards, though. Yeah, I will say yeah. that. On. So go to the, the, the website, which is um, oh yeah, people vote on the. You yeah, can still vote. No, on it's, on, it's on Twitter. If you go to Unconfiscatable, there's a there's voting that you can go and look at, and you can you can just uh yeah just click those, and then we'll count those. Well, yes, yeah, so that party tonight. It's been great, like meeting all these people in person for real. I mean, it's uh, it's. Have you not it, done that? Well, I, there's some people I had I never met uh, Juan Galt in person before. You and I really haven't. You were in Tel Aviv when yeah. I was in Tel Aviv, and I just. There were so many people watching you. I was outside and I just said, pound that like button. That's basically what I said. <laughs> so, so you knew I was there, but we've actually never met in person. We've okay. talked. Uh, nice for, yeah, 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 yeah. There we but, go. But we were in the same area and everything. But I, I met this dude before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, we got. Oh, oh, yeah. We should get some uh, people. But no, it's been a pleasure. There are a lot of cool, true Bitcoiners here today. Really true. No, no, here, here, take my place. Take uh, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to bring you a, a lovely lady of Bitcoin. You guys want to oh, see yeah. her more than me. 